Michelle James is one of my favorite humans. She's a wonderful person, a dear friend, and a brilliant thinker. Michelle is an assistant professor in the departments of radiology and neurology within the molecular imaging program at Stanford University. I've known Michelle for many, many years, and she's one of those rare individuals in which you leave a conversation feeling more inspired and challenged than before you began. In this bite-sized episode, we talked about the power of public education, the role of a teacher that truly changed the direction of her life, and why science is a wonderful, creative, and beautiful subject. For the full episode, please see the show notes. Michelle, I'm, I'm really curious about your experience um, with science at school. Uh, if you think it served you well um, in your current role as a scientist or what you would have liked to have changed about your experience of science at school. Yes, uh, it's interesting to reflect back on this now. Uh, and for context, everyone, this was back in the 90s. <laughs> and I graduated in, in 2000. But it wasn't. It, was, it, was <laughs> it wasn't. So, and, you know, I went to a public school and I, I had a number of wonderful teachers, uh, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, one in particular who was my science teacher, actually, uh, Mr. Byrne. And I think about him often and still in touch with him. He came to my PhD graduation and um, he, he was wonderful. Uh, I think when I really reflect back on sort of my time at school and the sort of training I got in science, it, it really did and did not prepare me to be a scientist, <laughs> if that makes sense, because uh, I, I think that the curriculum was such that it didn't really expose you to uh, how scientists sort of approach things day to day in an actual lab. It was more uh, regimented and uh, I would say, unfortunately, um, quite dry, repetitive and boring. Um, I, it, science was my least favorite subject. I even heard myself say a number of times, my parents would, would tell you this, I never want to do science. Why would anyone do science? Because I didn't like it. Wow. I didn't like it at all uh, because I, I felt like, oh, everything was like rote learning. And if I have to like recite the structure of a you know bacterial cell versus a plant cell versus a you know <laughs> human cell i was just going to like go insane because that's what we kept learning over and over again every year i know a lot has changed and i've spoken with you about this and i really love the way that they're teaching science these days that was not the case uh back when i was at school and actually i was i was about to not do any science going into year um, 11 and 12 until my science teacher said, Michelle, uh, I really think you should reconsider because I've, I've seen the way you think and approach things and it's really different uh, in, in the best possible way. And I think that you should consider doing physics because uh, I noticed you love math, uh, you're good at that. And physics is really um, using math to understand how the world works, how the universe works. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And he gave me this book about physics and he said we can explain why why the sunset you know is a certain color why the sky is blue all these things that i'm like well that would be amazing just to understand that from a mathematical point of view we didn't learn that uh again this could be a product of the time in the 90s also being at a public school uh 
And I wouldn't take back any of that, honestly, because I think the other side of this coin that you asked, did, it, did my schooling prepare me for my career as a scientist or for where I am now? I think going to a public school and, uh, you know, having to really work hard and, and develop strategic ways to succeed. And I felt like I had to fight for everything did prepare me for life as a scientist because there are no rules. There's, there's no roadmap. You're in a lab and you're deciding what to do. And you might have a question of, okay, how do we cure Alzheimer's or how do we understand it better? You can't read that in a book. <laughs> like there's no one holding your hand and telling you how to do it. So you've got to be brave and bold and gritty and, you know, tenacious and you can't let anything scare you and you've just got to keep going so i think in in a way it did prepare me uh so there there is that and i had the encouragement of some wonderful teachers so that also helped a ton i think it's just the content the curriculum it's, it was a little sad to me when i finally did get into a lab and you know i i realized how wonderful it is just the things you get to do as a scientist day to day and i wanted to show everyone i wanted to go back to my school and say look at this you know we actually are, are doing things where we're imaging brains you know in animals or people we're actually imaging molecular biology and seeing it in real time and understanding what you know how the brain works or why this disease is is occurring we have the the ability to uh, come up with new ways to treat people and change medicine. So I, I think none of that came across to me when I was in high school, unfortunately. Wow, that's it, it's really lovely to see you light up when you talk about your experience of science now, as opposed to what it was in school. And I, um, I couldn't agree more. I, for me, my example was maths. I absolutely hated maths. I think my teacher hated maths at school. And we were, <laughs> why are we here? And and now by far. Um, it is my favourite subject to teach. Granted, I, I teach primary school maths. It's maybe not as complicated as, definitely not as complicated as high school maths and physics, but it is, it's really wonderful. And for me, the person that made a difference for me was a professor called um, Catherine Attard, and I have the privilege of talking to her next week. And she was my maths lecturer at uni. And I, I remember sitting in her lectures and her tutorials, and it was like my eyes just opened. And like, why didn't I know this was what maths is about. It is just this wonderfully rich, diverse, creative subject. And I just, I just wish I'd known about it in school. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I love maths. Oh my so gosh. interesting. Like we'll look at the it's other satisfying. Day, we're looking at like parallel and perpendicular lines in nature and 3D shapes in the environment. And we just went around the school and we photographed all these perpendicular and parallel lines and the kids, my students were amazed that maths was everywhere. It yeah. wasn't just in a book. It wasn't just, it was beautiful, just wonderful. And just to get to see them doing that. And Michelle, I'm really curious about your, um, about your science teacher, Mr. Byrne. Um, I've heard it said that students don't remember what we, what we teach them, but they remember how we made them feel. And I was just wondering, um, about how Mr. Byrne made you feel and what were some of the things that made him stand out to you? Oh, I love speaking about him because you're 100% right. A lot of the time I don't remember all the things he taught me, especially not in class. I, I don't remember all of those things, <laughs> but I do remember, uh, yeah, how he made me feel and, and how he, he would go above and beyond to, to really help me uh, and, and others, anyone who wanted his Was he happy his to see you when you walked into his classroom? Yeah, he, um, I mean, he was, he made things 
fun. But I, I think, how did he make me feel? He made me feel like he really cared about my future. Um, he saw me as an individual. He, he took the time to get to know like what my concerns were and what my passions were, what got me excited. He, he just got to know me. And that made me feel cared for and special. And that, you know, that I just, I valued that. It was a relationship. And so that that was important because there were times where I I remember one time in particular, I'll never forget the feeling in this moment. I got my test results back for a science test in year nine and I got 86% and I was devastated. I had tears in my eyes. I was like, what? I always get above 90 in everything. (laughs) And it was like I failed. And I was just looking down at this and my eyes were like tearing up. And I was just like, okay, Michelle, get it together. Um, This is fine. Stop being a baby. Like you're just not meant to do science. It's okay. Like just focus on math and all of these other things. Anyway, I like walked out of the classroom and he followed me and said, Michelle, I just want to talk to you for a minute. And I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah. Because um, I was like tearing up, so, embar- yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> and he was like, um, "How are you doing?" And I was like, "Not good." And he was like, "What's what's going on?" And I just told him, and he goes, "Look, you know, you're. I know you're used to doing really well in all your subjects. I do want you to know that this test score, number one." it's good score. <laughs> Number two, like you're still in the top five of the class. But most importantly, he said, the way you answered these questions, like, yeah, like you weren't giving the textbook answers to things. And that's a good thing. It's like, you know, you are thinking outside the box about science and the way you're, you're approaching all of this. And that to me, like I wanted to give you a hundred percent, but it's just, you know, the way that the testing, the test was designed. Yeah. You didn't get a hundred percent, but I just want you to know that I think you have a real gift for science. And I believe, and this is what really, I, I will never forget this feeling. It was like the whole room just closed in when, and he said, I believe that you are going to be a scientist. And I said, what? And he goes, this is what I see. I see you going to university. Like, forget about this right here, right now. School, I don't think you're not going to love it. It's not really your place. I see why you're not surrounded by people that are thinking like you. That's fine. Let's, we can talk about that another time. But I see you going to university and loving it. You are going to meet all the people that are going to become your friends for life. You're going to be having these wonderful conversations in undergrad with people about, you know, ideas and, you know, it's going to be great. And then he said, you are going to love it so much that you're going to do honors. Do you know what honors is? And I was like, no. And he said, well, that's where you're going to pick a project and you're going to focus on that. You're going to go deep and it's going to be on something probably in the medical realm because I just know you and how you care about people. You want to make a difference. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, then there's going to be, so there's going to be way less people, probably a hundred people in that program. Then you're going to love that. You're going to do a PhD and there's going to be probably 20 or 30 people and you're going to, you know, be, be doing that and you'll probably make a discovery and I'm going to come to your PhD defense. And after that, you're going to run a lab someday. And I was like, what? And I did not believe him, but the way it, like, I just felt like all of this electricity was coming and I was like, how is he seeing this? 
And it's literally what's happened. <laughs> but there's no way I would have predicted that. Wow. But his voice kept coming into my mind whenever I doubt myself that, you know, this person believes in me. And I think that, and he believes in me, not just like a random person that's like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want. Like you can do whatever you put your mind to. It wasn't a throwaway line. It was like, he, he knew me. He took the time to get to know me and he spoke directly to those dreams and specifically to what he thought I was capable of. And I thought that, that, was, that was powerful. That, that is powerful. And I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely getting a little bit emotional about that because I think that you, like every, every child deserves that and every child deserves somebody to say, look, I can see far beyond where you are currently at and I believe in you and I will stand by you and I'll be here to support you and if need be, I will attend your PhD graduation. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Art of Teaching podcast. I hope that you, like me, got some valuable insights out of our discussions today. For show notes, please visit theartofteachingpodcast.com and please remember to subscribe for future episodes. If you could also let me know your thoughts of our discussions, please rate and review the episode on iTunes and share the resource with anyone that you think would find it useful. Thank you for listening. Until next time.